Welcome to New Piney Grove Baptist Church, where one of our core values is Christian education. Let's tune in to this week's message. Accident, forgiveness. Accident, forgiveness. An accident is an uncomfortable incident that happens unexpectedly and unintentionally, typically resulting in damage or injury. Accident forgiveness is a feature of an auto insurance policy which protects your driving record for being affected by the insurance company's rates. When you hear the term accident forgiveness, one commercial stands out to many of us. And hopefully Jeff got the commercial. Thank you, Lord. Mom, Dad, hi. I had a very minor uh, fender bender tonight in an unreasonably narrow fast food drive through lane. But what a powerful life lesson. And don't worry, I have everything handled. I already spoke to our Allstate agent, and I know that we have accident forgiveness, which is so smart on your guys' part. Like, the fact that they'll just forgive you. Four weeks without the car. Okay, yep, good night. With accident forgiveness, your rates won't go up just because of an accident. Switching to Allstate is worth it. So let's paint the picture. Young son asked to borrow his parents' car. Parents say, yes, son, you can borrow the car. Drive safe. Young son gets into a minor accident. What he failed to tell us was that who was at fault? But in this case, the accident is an accident. Young son saw the commercial on TV about accident forgiveness with the guy with the deep voice. He read, upon, he read up on the insurance policy before he told his parents about the accident, believing it would lessen the punishment. And while telling his parents, he thanked them for taking advantage of this insurance policy. Let's stop right there. Some of you are not taking advantage of a life with Christ Jesus. Jesus tells us to come unto him all who are labor and who are heavy laden, and I give you rest. Are you resting in his presence? Or are you still worrying about this situation and that situation? He told us that he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. So if the cattle are his, his and the hills are his, why are you worried about where your next meal is coming from? If everything in the earth is his, then why are you worried about if the check that you wrote is going to hit the bank before the check that is being deposited? We worry about our kids, we worry about our jobs, we worry about relationships, we worry about worrying. But do we take the issue to God? See, there's some benefits that come along with an all-state insurance policy. They tell me that you are in good hands, but when you're in God's hands, you are in greater hands. See, with Jesus' assurance policy, you are in greater hands with Jesus. Some of the benefits are as follows. Peace, Philippians 4 and 7 says, And the peace of God surpasses all understanding. I don't understand why everything seems like it's crumbling around me, but I'm still smiling. I still have joy. I still have, I still have peace in the midst of my storm. 
I don't understand how can I have joy when folk talking behind my back on the job. See, that's a benefit. Are you enrolled in Jesus' benefit package? I'm sorry, we supposed to be talking about Allstate. So the son comes and tells his parents. They read the policy so they know that the insurance rates are going to stay the same despite the mistake that the son made. But there is still a penalty that has to be paid. The son has to pay a penalty four weeks with no car. See, in life, Romans 23, uh, 3.23 tells that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. See, we made a mistake back in Genesis, but Jesus, whom led a sinless life, paid the penalty. See, that is the ultimate accident forgiveness, because all have sinned and come short of his glory. See, one mistake, see, all, all, all of his glory. See, one mistake lost the son, the car. See, one mistake in Genesis caused sin to enter in the world. But one man's sacrifice, Jesus Christ the righteous, caused us to get back into our right fellowship with God. So when Jesus got up, our sin debt was paid in full. So aren't you glad that the stuff you did back in the 60s ain't following you? You have been forgiven. The stuff that you did back in the 90s behind closed doors in your dorm room has been forgiven. Aren't you glad this morning when you curse that person out for whatever reason, it has been forgiven. Those flicks, those Playboy books that you looked at has been forgiven. The drugs that you did, the alcohol that you drunk has been forgiven. The bad grades that you made because you didn't want to... <laughs> The bad grades that you made because you was out clubbing, drinking, smoking dope, that was for me. Has been forgiven. The stuff that you said in, the, in early 2000, thrown into the sea of forgiveness. I'm thankful this morning. I'm, I'm grateful this morning that my past is just that. It is my past. Left behind. The psalmist tells me that my sins are thrown as far as the east is from the west. And I'm not talking about east making and west making. Not even the East Coast and the West Coast. I'm talking about one side of the world to the other side of the world. And I'm thankful this morning. I'm thankful that I've been forgiven. Some of you all might have messed up this morning, but you have been forgiven. But when you come to God, he is faithful and just to forgive us. But hold up, this ain't a get out of jail free card. Because we serve a forgiving God, that don't open up the door for you to just go out and do things willy-nilly. Pull out the forgiveness card. You sleeping with this woman and that woman, that man and that man. It's quiet. Then you pull out the forgiveness card. Lord, forgive me. Lord, I hope she don't get pregnant. Lord, I hope I don't get no STD. Lord, forgive me. Then the next night, doing the same thing. I done messed up, Lord. But you've been ripping and running for a long time. Some of y'all looking at videos you shouldn't be looking at on Facebook and YouTube. I was picking up food in a restaurant and the young guy, I was walking, getting my food. And uh, young guys was looking at um, some fights, some, some people fighting. So I was thinking in my head, like, why? What joy does that bring seeing somebody beat somebody up? And he was sitting at the table with his dad and his other brothers. So they was condoning it. 
some of you have said something like, I shouldn't have said that to that lady in the drive-thru. It wasn't her fault that the chicken wasn't ready. I shouldn't have asked the manager for a four. I should I should not have asked the manager for that four-piece nugget. Let me stop there. When situation arises in your marriage or whatever it might may be, my wife says, she always says it's not a kingdom issue. Church folk, getting your order wrong at Chick-fil-A or Sonic or Burger King or Crystals is not a kingdom issue. It is not the end of the world if you don't have pickles on your sandwich. I worked at McDonald's and, I, and, a, and a lady got upset with me one time. They, they sent the order back and they said, cut my sandwich in half. And I forgot to do it. So the lady was just upset. So what I did, I asked my manager. I peeked my head around the counter. I said, can you give me one of the little plastic knives right there? And I sat there and cut it right in front of the lady. And said, that's all you, know, that's all you had to do. <laughs> so the moral of the story is, stop being petty. Stop being petty. Sin can be defined as an immoral act considered to be transgression against the divine law. A sin in the eyes of the God. So two questions I propose. Why do we need forgiveness? Why do we need sin forgiveness? When my boys are acting up, one of them will say, uh, before the pop pop comes out, Dad, I'm sorry. This is Maurice. I didn't mean it. It was an accident. Even though I'm upset with what he did, even though there is a consequence for his action, there is always forgiveness. I always forgive him, and I keep it moving. Some of you are still holding on to stuff you said you forgave, but then you keep bringing it back up. See, that's the trick of the enemy. Search the Bible. When Jesus forgave somebody, he forgave him. He didn't say nothing else about it. Some of y'all forgive people, and you still bringing it up. You remember when you hurt me 25 years ago? I thought you forgave me for that. Thank you, Lord. See, I don't know what Braden got in trouble for two weeks ago. I don't remember what Maurice did three weeks ago to get a pop pop. For some of you, I still hold on to stuff that God is saying, I been forgave you of that. Move on. I got plans for you. So if sin is defined as an immoral act, considered to be a transgression against the divine law, an accident is an unfortunate incident. So why do we call sin an accident? You don't accidentally get drunk. You didn't accidentally go to the liquor store and accidentally purchase a fifth of Jack Daniels. You didn't accidentally purchase Crown and Coke. You didn't accidentally go to Walmart and purchase a 24 case of Budweiser. You didn't accidentally go home to a woman that's not your wife. She don't look like, she don't act like, she don't talk like your wife. So you can't use it. It was an accident. Babe, I thought it was you. It 
it was an accident. You don't accidentally purchase a hotel room in McDonough, Georgia. Because nobody don't know you up there. That is not an accident. Swiping your debit card to pay for the hotel room is not an accident. Thank you, Lord. This is not an accident. I love Kool-Aid. And uh, my grandmother and mother always kept Kool-Aid in the fridge. And I'm reminded of going to my auntie house. And my cousins and myself was outside playing basketball. And my auntie had prepared us a cold picture of Kool-Aid. Um, so we went to the house. And my cousin got the Kool-Aid out of the fridge and set it on the counter. When I grabbed the Kool-Aid and all this coldness, the picture slipped out of my hand. And the Kool-Aid spilled all over the floor. My cousin was upset with me. Still to this day, he'll bring up, you know when you spilled that Kool-Aid in 1991? <laughs> See, that was an accident. See, this is where the forgiveness comes. When my auntie saw that what had happened, we all helped clean it up. And she said, it's okay. And then my cousin got upset again because he said, I would have got beaten for what you just did. See, that's an accident forgiveness. That was an accident, and that was forgiveness. If it's an accident, call it an accident. If you messed up, call it sin. Aren't you glad that when we make mistakes, God will forgive us? So as we look at our text, select the verses in 1 John chapter 1. Growing up, I always hear people saying, just tell me the truth. Even I hear my wife telling Maurice, just tell me the truth. Why is Braden crying? Did you jump on him? Just tell me the truth. See, John was letting the readers know that if you walk around holier than everyone else saying you don't sin, you don't, you don't get into anything, then you're fooling yourselves. You might not drink anymore, smoke dope anymore, lie or cheat anymore, but you still hate a co-worker. You still got hatred of Caucasians. I can't stand them. You got anger issues. They messed your order up at Chick-fil-A. You want to fight the cashier that took your card. You want to fight the cook because he messed up your order. You want to fight the manager because he hired the cook that messed up your order. But then when we see you in the church, you say, give an honor to God, whom is the head of my life. On the outside, you hold it. But on the inside, you causing drama on Facebook, on your job, in the church. Everywhere turns into drama, but you don't sin. So as we look at your text, at our text, we firstly find a foolish fool. Fool can be defined as a person who unwisely does something. Foolish is lacking good sense or judgment. In verse 8 of 1 John chapter 1, John explains to us that if we say we have no sin... We deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Sin, which we know is an immoral act. While working at Home Depot back in early 2000, I did a lot of sinning. While working, Lord forgive me, I stole a lot of stuff. And I sold it on the black market in various ways. As I look back at what I did, I'm ashamed of what I did, knowing, not knowing at the time that it could have affected my whole my whole life. If I would have gotten caught, I would have had the position that I have now 
with my current job. Young people, one mistake can affect your whole future. But if you was to ask me back then, if I stole, then I would have said, I don't steal. If you would have asked me back then, was I a sinner? No, I don't sin. I go to church. But the truth wasn't down on the inside of me. I went to church. I carried my Bible. I went to Bible study. I went to church on Sundays. I had suits in my closet. I looked apart. We have both young and old people that come to church looking apart. And John wanted to call them out. See, the truth wasn't in me. His word was not hid in my heart. I was deceiving myself. I was the foolish fool that John was talking about. Can you fit your name in the blank? Are you the foolish fool? You know how to dress up sin. You know how to put some makeup on it, so to speak. I'm a casual drinker. Nope, you an alcoholic. I don't like him or her. No, you hate them. Don't fool yourself. I'm reminded growing up, April Fool's Day when we was in school, someone might say your, uh, your zipper is up, and then they'd be like, April Fool's? Or I'm going to give you a dollar at lunch, and uh, you can have my chocolate milk. And then they say, April Fool's? You a fool for believing that I was going to let you have my ice cream. <laughs> but in the text, we find a different species of foolery. This fool claimed not to have sinned. The text speaks for itself. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. Are you walking the walk? Are you walking around claiming that you have no sin? No straight thoughts? No thoughts of anger? No road rage? No breaking the speed limit? No impure thoughts? Joker cut me off on Riverside. I wish they would finish that construction. I'm tired, I'm hungry. I can walk in there with the Bible on my arms and you can ask me, I'm blessed and I'm highly favored from God. But I'm living a lifestyle that isn't pleasing to God. Suit came from cotton knives, clothiers. Look good on the outside, but on the inside, toe up. Outside look holy, but on the inside full of hate and lust and deceit and anger, cursing folks out, cheating on, on the wife or cheating on the husband, young folk talking back, being disobedient. But you say you have no sin with your mouth, but your lifestyle says differently. A lot of us grew up in the church, so we know church lingo. We know how to act in church. We know to say the right things. But the test is when you get out of church. Do people know that you're a Christian? On the job. At Croke. At Walk. On Pine on Do they know that you are a Christian? I'm going to let that sit. So second, we find that confession is good for the soul. Confess can be defined as admit or acknowledge something reluctantly, typically because one feels slightly ashamed. See, verse 9 tells that if we confess our sins, he is just and faithful to forgive us. 
but we are reluctant to confess. We don't want to admit that we did wrong or made a mistake. There is freedom in confessing. There is peace in confessing. There is joy in confessing. When me and me and Kalea got married, I told her everything that I did. Everything. It took many hours <laughs> for me to tell her. I told her stuff that I haven't even told you all. See, the enemy will hold your past against you to try to hinder your future. Try to get you depressed. Well, you know this and this, but we bind depression and suicidal thoughts in the name of Jesus. Those of you that feel that the enemy messing with you, he done caught a glimpse of what God has prepared for you. So keep pushing. Keep moving. Don't let up. Keep going, young people. Don't let a mistake hinder your destination. You took a wrong turn, but get back on track. That GPS will reroute you when you make a wrong turn. Confess, young people. Young people, it's easy for you to tell your mother that you made a mistake than trying to cover it up. You worrying about if she going to find out or not. I'm reminded, I've been reminded about a lot of stuff. I've been, I was reminded of um, playing ball one day. I, took, I asked my uncle, could I borrow his basketball? I said, uncle, can I borrow your ball? I went out to the park. And um, the guys already have a ball, and this little kid grabbed my ball, and I was just playing. The next thing I know, I see the little kid about a mile up the road with my, with my uncle ball. So I said, "How can I explain to my uncle that I lost the basketball? Because I didn't—I knew the kid, but I didn't know where he stayed at. So I went out and bought my uncle a, a brand new basketball for fifteen bucks. And um, when I bought it home, the basketball was sitting at the house." He had done saw the kid with the basketball. So now I'm out $15. When I, when I could have just said, Um, this little kid took your basketball. Do you know where he's at so we can go get, go get the ball? Some of you all, young people and old people, if you just confess what you did, it'll be much better. Some of y'all losing sleep at night, worrying about stuff. And the only thing you got to do is just confess. Lord, I made a mistake. Lord, I did this. Some of y'all hoping that she don't find out or hoping that he don't find out. Some of y'all riding around with no insurance, hoping that BJ don't find out. <laughs> Worrying you can't sleep at night because you won't confess. If you confess it, that loved one may be upset, but it's only for a short period of time. On the flip side, some of you won't say, Lord, I messed up. Forgive me. Why is it so hard? Are we prideful? Are we shameful? God already knows what we're trying to cover up. Lord, I have anger problems. Let's deal with that. Lord, I'm struggling financially. Lord, let's deal with that. Lord, I have issues with lust. Lord, let's deal with that. Lord, I have issues with pornography. Lord, I got issues with Coke 45 and Michelob. Lord, I have issues with drugs. If we confess that thing, he is faithful and just to forgive us. Are you willing to confess this morning? See, in the text, we saw the rules of forgiveness of a person. So you first have to admit that you are a sinner. Secondly, you have to confess your sin. We know that he is faithful and just to forgive us. So lastly, we find a cleanser. 
the latter part of verse 9 tells us that God will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Aren't you glad this morning that God will cleanse you of all mistakes? All the mistakes that we have made, that I have made, that you have made. Aren't you glad that God will cleanse you of all wrongdoing? Aren't you glad that we have accident, forgiveness, even if it was your fault? I made a lot of mistakes. I did a lot of wrong in these 38 years of life. I said some things. I done some things. I went some places that I shouldn't have went. Told some people some things that I shouldn't have said. But I thank God for his cleansing power, his rejuvenating power. See, I don't look like what I've been through. I don't look the same as I did in the early 2000s. I don't smell the same. I don't talk the same. See, God has cleansed me. I remember walking in my house and immediately washing all my clothes. Cause they smell like weed. See, y'all know y'all kids doing that. When people see you, they should say it's something different about Pookie. It's something different about you feel your name in the blank. They have been cleansed. They have been washed. I love looking at cleaning commercials on TV and there are so many different claims and all claim that their product is the best. Nothing cleans like OxyClean. The stain lifter, that's all. Tide, if it's got to be clean, it's got to be tied clean. Gain laundry detergent has a slogan that talks about over one million noses love our product. At our house, we prefer Tide. But Tide can't get every single stain out. See, sometimes Maurice might get marinara sauce on his shirt, and Tide just can't get the stain out. See, the product has limitations. Aren't you glad you serve a God that is limitless and has no limitations? What if you was watching TV and a commercial came on and the announcer stated, in Isaiah chapter 1 starting around verse 18 which states, come now, let's settle this, says the Lord. It's a lot of cleaners out here, but there is none like me. There isn't anyone that has the cleaning power and accidents forgiveness power. Though your sins are red like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. They are, though they are red like crimson, I will make them white as wool. See, Jesus was the original stain lifter. That's all. He is the only one that can cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Read the fine print on his resume. He has been changing lives for over 2,000 years ago. Make it plain, though, my sin was red like scarlet. I tried OxyClean. They couldn't get it out. I tried Tide Pies, the extra string one. They couldn't get it out. I tried to do it with cheer, but they couldn't get it out. Paracel couldn't do it. I even went to the dry cleaners to get clean, but they couldn't cleanse me. See, the only one that can cleanse me, the only one that can make me whiter than snow was Jesus Christ, our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is the only one that can cleanse us of all unrighteousness. He is the epitome of accident. Forgiveness. He is the epitome of restoration services. He can restore anyone. Come all, not some. Well, how can he restore me? I'm a wretch undone. Well, the God that we serve sent a sinless son into a world to die for the sins of mankind. He derived, he died a horrific death. His beard was plucked out. He was beaten so they couldn't even recognize him. He hung on an old rugged cross. And even at the cross, he told them, he told the guys that he told his father, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's the ultimate accident forgiveness. When Jesus died on the cross for our sins, 
But he didn't stay there on the third day. He got up with all power in his hands. He came up, he got up with power to forgive. He got up with power to deliver. He got up with power to set the captive free. I'm thankful that my sins are forgiven. I'm thankful that I can come boldly before a stone of grace. Thank you, Jesus, for being my accident. Forgive me as you stand to your feet. Accident. Forgiveness. We want to give y'all an opportunity to come to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. <clears throat> the old saints always said, while the blood is still running warm in your veins, there's forgiveness at the cross. So no matter what you did before you got to church, no matter what you did last <clears throat> night, no matter what you did last week, there is forgiveness at the cross. But you got to confess. You got to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. The Lord Jesus. And you shall be saved. So we want to get the opportunity right now for those that have not accepted Jesus Christ. As your Lord Thanks for listening. We pray that you have been blessed by the message. Visit us on the web at npgbc.org for contact information service times or directions to our place of worship.